the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. A couple minutes after 4, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Thank you for tuning in. Forecast calling for some sun and clouds, the balance of the afternoon as we head toward the evening. 81 the high, clear skies await this evening, a low of 63. Tomorrow, a lot like today, kind of cloudy, some sunshine once in a while. 84 the high. Phil's had a nice win, 10 7 over the Mets yesterday. Several homers Michael Franco, Scott Kingery, and Adam Hazley. They're a couple back uh, games back now, two just, just two games out, wild card race, 20 games to go, so the focus is narrowing here. Down the home stretch, they're home this evening against the first place Braves, Aaron Nola on the mound for the Phils. Eagles had a nice win yesterday, 32-27, they were down 17 zip. I don't know if you weren't watching, Joe? You were or you weren't? You were wondering. You're sipping your coffee. I don't want to disturb you. No, the show is only happening right now. Don't worry about having your microphone ready or none of that stuff. That would actually be that would work. Tim, is that you? Yeah, no, this is Fred, and I'll leave a message. No. So did you watch the game a little bit? Oh, sure. I watched the whole thing. Seventeen nothing, I'm thinking. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. You're not the only one probably wondering, like, maybe they should have played Carson Wentz uh for a few minutes in the <laughs> in the preseason. Yeah. But he proved that he just needed that full game to Go from not so good to really good. And uh, they came out on top 32-27. So uh, Deshaun Jackson, a couple of big play touchdowns, and it was a team win. And so they're 1-0. And off to the races. We're going to have uh, Gary G. Cobb join us this hour. Former Eagle and current uh, Fox Sports commentator and does a lot of other great stuff, gcobb.com. So he'll join us shortly in this hour. We also have some other cool stuff happening this hour, Joe. Before I forget, I don't know. Are you a tennis fan? I know you're a soccer fan. Do you appreciate the game of tennis? I, I kind of appreciate it, uh, but, you know, I don't go out of my way to watch. Okay. Well, it's, a, it's, it's like, uh, I guess it's like golf in the sense that you can, you can uh, just go by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, well, well, we, well, hit around. But one person, it's, it's easy enough to play. You know, the, the bigger team sports, you need a Six lot other more. Guys. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So it's nice to be able to play. And Rafael Nadal. Won uh, the U.S. Open in five sets yesterday, and so that gives him 19, as they call the majors, yeah. in in tennis. And Roger Federer has 20, which is the most ever. So yesterday, Rafael Nadal one step closer to perhaps tying Federer. I like Federer a lot. I don't know if you've ever seen him quoted. He's a he's a really fun interview. He just talks very uh, in an era where people often don't say very much because they're afraid to say something positive. Like I did really well today. I mean, you have some people who will be a little bit. Yeah. Uh, too much, but he just says things like, "Yeah, I was really good," or and, and he was good too. And yeah. it's very refreshing. It's not one of those muted conversations where he just said something but didn't really say anything. 
Roger well, Federer's the I've opposite. I've seen him interviewed by Tom Brokaw, and when Tom would say, Roger Federer, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I always thought that was a great interview. Roger Federer. Yeah, you would. <laughs> well, in any case, we're looking forward to having a gentleman named Lars Anderson join us for a little bit. He wrote a book called Chasing the Bear. It's about Bear Bryant, Alabama, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and Nick Saban, the current head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide, and how they built Alabama into arguably the greatest could be. College football Could team be. ever. Both of those coaches won six championships, national championships, Bear Bryant and Nick Saban. I didn't know Saban was up there. Yeah, and they both have a ton of other similarities. Like they won their sixth championship when they were 66. And they also both lost their fathers when they were 46. Dun, dun, There's some dun, other dun, interesting dun, dun, stuff dun. in there. Well, anyway, so so Lars Anderson has written for Sports Illustrated. He's an award-winning guy. And so we're just going to talk a little college football with him. Pro football with Gary Cobb. We're also going to talk with Jim Maxim. You know him. I love Jim. Yeah. Jim's going to chat with us for a few minutes because coming up a week from Thursday is a very special event. It's happening at Drexel Brook in Drexel Hill, and it's a, a, a fundraiser for Hope Pregnancy Center. It's their 10-year anniversary. It's a, it's a uh, uh, an event that's going to be a keynote speaker of, of uh, the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King is going to be there. Yes. Alveda King. Yes. So, Dr. Alveda King. That's a big deal, and it's a free event, by the way. I called her rep today to try and get a get her on an interview with you. Tomorrow. Well, okay. I'm. I mean, I call. You actually were working outside of the hours of this show. Listen, I don't is, want you to let that out. Isn't that against the rules? It is against the rules, <laughs> and I'd rather no one know about that. It's uh, something I like to do on the down low. That's funny. Well, so let's go to our first break. We'll come back and start our conversations with these folks. Back with more uh, of the Tim DeMoss Show. It's AM five sixty WFIL. WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 410 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. We do have some giveaways to hand out this hour as well. So have our toll-free number ready to roll, 1-800-560-WFIL. Not just yet, but we'll ask you to call in probably 10 minutes from now, 800-560-9345. Specifically, we're going to give out gift cards to Rita's. Maybe we'll have like a Rita's run of gift cards and give a bunch of them away. The warm weather's still with us. A nice water ice would sound good, and we'll have gift cards to hand out. So just uh, be ready for that in a little bit. But before we uh, get to that, we want to bring on our first guest of the hour. Looking forward to just mentioned a little while ago, Lars Anderson, who is the New York Times bestselling author of a bunch of books, including this new one, Chasing the Bear, how Bear Bryant and Nick Saban made Alabama the greatest college football program of all time. Hello, how you doing? Hey, doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on. This book, Chasing the Bear, I understand it's been a long time in the making. What led you to what was the first thought of it for you, and, and what was the process like for you? Yeah, um, I had lived in New York City for about 15 years, working at Sports Illustrated, covering college football and other sports. And I moved to Alabama, to Birmingham, at about the same time that Nick Saban arrived and continued to cover uh, Alabama for SI, did multiple cover stories on Saban and, and Alabama, and uh, I've spent a lot of time one-on-one with Saban. Uh, wrote a book called The Storm and the Tide about the 2011 tornado that went through Tuscaloosa and the effect that had on Saban and just the uh, the town and, and the team. And so I, I feel like, you know, I, I felt like I had a pretty good sense of what made Saban tick. 
And after he won his sixth national championship to tie him with Bear Bryant, um, I wanted this to sort of lay out who Bryant was right next to Saban. And, and I, to be honest, I, I didn't know very much about Bear Bryant. I grew up in Nebraska. Uh, I'd never met Bear Bryant. Uh, but living in Alabama, I've got to know many of his former players, many of his confidants, friends, heard a lot of stories about him. And so uh, the structure of this book is a little unique. It's, uh, it's a dual biography. But what I do is, uh, you know, start with Bear Bryant in his Cadillac driving into Tuscaloosa to take the job. Uh, his wife is next to him, and uh, dog and, and young son are in the back seat, and I detail his sort of hopes and fears and dreams for all that he hopes to accomplish. Second chapter is Nick Saban in the back of a private jet with Mal Moore flying from South Florida, where he just left the Miami Dolphins, into Tuscaloosa, discussing with Mal what he needs to build a winner at Alabama and what he hopes to accomplish. And then, you know, the narrative, it toggles back and forth between the two, and I tell it in real time, so it's it, it really stacked up right next to each other. And, and what I found, much to my surprise and, and as a writer, a delight, that uh, there's just profound similarities between the two, you know, even going back to their childhood where they both learned the, the value of hard work at a very young age. Bryant on a farm in rural, uh, rural Arkansas, uh, getting up at 3.30 in the morning to make sure that the mules had water and food, and then the other animals did too. Saban worked at his dad's gas station, Saban Service Station in rural West Virginia, uh, pumping gas, doing oil jobs, washing windshields. His dad always demanded a, a, quote, standard of excellence. His dad wanted a standard of excellence, and that's a phrase his dad used all the time. If you listen closely to Nick Saban, he uses that phrase in almost every single press conference. And then both of their dads died at age 46. Um, and so both Bryant and Saban learned at a very young age just how how uh, how precious life is and how fast it can slip away. Yeah, Lars Anderson's our guest. The brand new book is called Chasing the Bear. There are a ton of similarities in the book, which is it's crazy actually how many there are. In addition to the obvious of the, the six championships apiece, you mentioned that the wives, for example, had a strong role, which is pretty cool to think about that aspect, not just the men out front, but the women beside them and the roles that they played. Yeah, both uh, Mary Harmon and, and Miss Terry, as she's known, as, as Nick's wife is known throughout the South, um, are really the maternal figures over the entire program. and. And both are kind of the ultimate recruiting closers uh, for, especially uh, Miss Terry. You know, and then Mary Harmon did the same thing, but uh, assuring the the mothers and fathers of recruits that their child will be taken care of in Tuscaloosa. And both both are very elegant. Both are really at ease in social settings. And um, and you know, just even just last week, Nick Saban against Duke. Uh, got what I believe is his first unsportsmanlike penalty conduct of his career. Certainly, that's his first one at Alabama, and, and Miss Terry upbraided him for it. He, he joked the other day that uh, Nick he had to he had to run thirty minutes of jogging uh, as penance for uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Miss Terry made him run as penance for uh, committing the sin of getting the yeah. uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. And maybe she has her own program. He has his for the players. She has one for him if he <laughs> steps out of line. That's funny. Uh, what do you think? Uh, was key 
for Bear Bryant and for Nick Saban to be successful? I mean, obviously the work ethic aspect and discipline, uh, but on the flip side of that, could being too disciplined, too serious in some areas also backfire. What, what did you find as you, as, as you got to know Nick Saban and how he found the right line, not being everybody's friend and chummy? And what did you find that he's learned also over the, over the years and how that matched up with Bear Bryant? Yeah, I mean, it, it's really hard to just to answer that question in a short amount of time. I mean, that's sort of what, what the book is all about. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you can kind of distill their success into two words. It, it's hard work. I mean, there, there's, there are no shortcuts in, in, you know, as in life in general, and especially in football and coaching. Their football philosophies are very similar. You know, Sabins is known as the process, and that essentially means focus on what is directly in front of you, do that to the best of your ability, don't think about end results, and then move on to the next thing. Uh, Brian's philosophy was called the winning method, and it was very, very similar. I mean, you, you could say that, that, that Brian's winning method theory uh, really gave birth to Saban's the process theory. And, I mean, that's sort of like just hardcore coaching uh, 101. But, you know, they're very different in terms of their personalities. Uh, Saban is, uh, in, in, in public settings and social settings, he can come off as distant and disinterested. He's not great in small groups, uh, whereas Brian would fill up the room with, with laughter and love to tell stories, yeah. um, and he, he loves hanging out with media, and, you know, it's a different time period. And But if you look at it, they both won their sixth national championship at age 66, when Bryant was 66, because of his lifestyle, he, he was a he was a worn out, tired old man. Yeah. Saban now at age 67 um, is as vigorous of a 67 year old as you're ever going to find. He just you know he just went through uh, had a hip replacement. He was back in the office I think about 40 hours later, and um, you know shows really no signs of, of slowing down. And I would guess as long as his health holds up that he will coach another six, seven years. He recently talked about, you know, uh, Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant joked that he would croak within a week of coaching his last game, when in fact, I, I believe it was 28 days, he, he had a fatal heart attack. Wow. And, I, and I think, you know, that there's a little bit of, uh, that, that, that might be a little bit in the back of Nick's mind that, you know, what am I going to do that will give me the fulfillment that coaching gives me. What am I going to do in my post-football life? And I don't know necessarily that, that Nick has thought that through. He's really good on ESPN, and he would be a great color commentator. And, you know, I know he can get about $10 million if he wants to write a book. Uh, so, I mean, the options will be plentiful, but will it give him the sense of fulfillment that coaching gives him? And, uh, you know, that's a question that remains to be answered. Yeah. It's great to talk with you. I, I appreciate your time, Lars. Congratulations on getting this. I'm sure it's a labor of love to get it all together finally and have it available. Also, right in time for you know football season, college football season is a beautiful read, and I enjoy uh, reading through it. So thanks for taking time as well. I appreciate you uh, being on the show today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Lars Anderson, again, the New York Times bestselling author of 10 books, including this new one, Chasing the Bear, How Bear Bryant and Nick Saban Made Alabama the Greatest College Football Program of all time, as we go to a brief break, we'll invite you to call in now, as I mentioned before, to win a gift card to Rita's. 
800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. I have a nice little stack of these to hand out. We'd love to make several winners, so feel free to give a buzz and uh, have something to help cool you down as the weather still remains on the warm side, at least for the rest of this week. There is one day it's supposed to drop into the 70s, uh, but most of the time in the 80s, maybe even close to 90s one day. So 800-560-WFIL to win a gift card to Rita's right now, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet. It's AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Gary G. Cobb's going to join us. Jim Maxim's going to join us as well. And more. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for listening in today. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. It's 423 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL. Today is the first day of year two of our Swell broadcast. And... Uh, we have a lot of interviews. We also like to take calls every now and again. And uh, as we have the opportunity, even interact with, have you know folks call in and talk with the guests. It hasn't happened too much this first year, but we may shift more that direction. Uh, the options are endless. And for now, we want to make a winner or two of a gift card to Rita's. Uh, so let's do that. Who's this? Hello. Tony Hurst. Tony, what's up, man? How are you doing? I don't know what I'm calling in for, but I... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've heard that before. People like... I think he just said the phone number. That means maybe I'm supposed to call for something. I don't know. <laughs> I did hear readers, but I didn't know whether we were supposed to answer something or what. You know, just... <laughs> the, you're supposed to call in if you want to take me and my whole family out to readers and treat us. So <laughs> now that'll work. I uh, can do that. <laughs> no, we wouldn't impose on you that way. Yeah, we're we're well. The temperatures on the warm side still. We got an extended summer happening a bit. I guess technically summer doesn't end for a couple more weeks yet. So we're giving That's away right. some uh, some some ice, if you will, some Rita's gift cards. So you, you got one, yeah. Congratulations. All right, thank you. You're I welcome. haven't been to Rita's all summer. Well, now you can be. Where are you calling from today? I am actually here in Philadelphia. All right, well, I'm on the expressway right now. All right. Drive safely. Thanks for calling in. Well, I'd like to make another winner at least here. 800-569-345. If you want a gift card to Rita's, it's courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown. 800-560-9345. And we'll make even another line or two open. So if you want to call in and grab one of those, we'll get your info down and mail it out to you and help you stay cool this summer. Uh, what else is happening? Oh, before I forget... Coming up in the next day or two, excited to have a guy named Josh Hunt. He is the lead singer of the band The Hunts. It's a seven-member group, five brothers, twin sisters, if I have my facts straight, all in their 20s. They were at the Creation Festival this summer. I heard their music. I really liked it a lot. And I was doing some emailing with their lead singer, Josh, just today, made our acquaintance, and he said, tomorrow afternoon will work well. So looks like we'll be having Josh join our program tomorrow. Every now and again, we do have a music element to this program. And, with, uh, and the, you know, for the proof of that, Steve Hackett, you may know him. He's the former uh, lead guitarist for the band Genesis. He's a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's actually coming through the area doing a concert later in September. And we're going to have him on the program. I'm not sure if it's going to be tomorrow or Friday, but coming up soon. We're looking forward to that. And also Scott Wilder, who joined us before, he's with the organization Save the Children. And this month, WFL is working with them to help raise um, support for the work that they do all over the world, helping some of the neediest children in the world. And so we're excited to be able to do that. All part of what this program and this radio station are about. So we invite you to be uh, listening in, calling in, emailing in, whatever is easiest for you. Let me give you a quick, uh, just on that topic. 
800-560-WFIL is our number, so you're welcome to call anytime, 800-560-9345, including now if you want to win a gift card. We also have um, the text line, 610-500-DOVE. That's easier for some folks, 610-500-3683. Or if you want to email, we do that too. Lots of ways to communicate. Uh, Just Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com. That'll be fine anytime, whatever is, again, easiest for you to get in touch with the show. We're happy to receive your input and have you be part of the program and part of the station. We're going to do a short break. Gary G. Cobb is going to join us in a moment. He is with his own site, gcobb.com, played for the Eagles, Cowboys, and Lions. He's uh, done a lot of writing, a lot of sports talk, hosting, and been on TV, works with Fox. We're going to chat about the Eagles a bit. And also, if you've listened to this program any length of time, he's been a frequent guest in our program in our first year. And he's got a big heart for the Lord, and he loves him a lot, and he's got a lot of good insights to share. So we'll chat with G in just a few moments. Also, Jim Axum, Axe 413 Ministry, is going to hop on board with us before the program's done, chatting about a very special event with Dr. Alveda King, the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King. She's going to be in the area on the 19th. That's Thursday the 19th at Drexelbrook in Drexel Hill. It's a free event, but you do have to register by this Thursday if you want to be part of that. So we'll get into all that as the program rolls along here. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 431, the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Feel free to help yourself to podcasts of this program at WFIL.com. You usually have the uh, daily show, as you will, uh, as you as it were, up uh, by 6 o'clock, if not sooner, each weeknight. Mix the clouds and sun, the deal for the rest of the day. 81 the high, clear night, low 63 on the cloudy side with sun off and on tomorrow, kind of like today. Slightly warmer, high 84, and to that end, we have Rita's gift cards we're handing out today, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet. We'll do that again before the program's done. Phillies 10-7 over the Mets yesterday. Several homers by the Phils, Franco, Kingery, and Hazley. They're just two games back in the wild card race with 20 games to go. Home this evening against the Braves. Aaron Nola on the mound for the Phils. You have uh, Rafael Nadal winning the U.S. Open in five sets yesterday, his 19th career major, trailing only Roger Federer, who has 20 championships. And uh, in football, Thursday night football tonight, or Monday, I should say, uh, Houston and the New Orleans Saints play at 7-10, followed by Denver and Oakland at 10-20. Yesterday, of course, a big day with the Eagles starting off their season 32-27 over the Washington Redskins. Uh, Gary G. Cobb is our guest at the moment. Hello, sir. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. Former Eagle and Cowboy and Lion. GCobb.com so you can read them. And uh, Fox, you can also see him on Fox and many other places. Also on our broadcast periodically. We're glad to have him aboard. So what were you thinking when it was 17-zip yesterday? I was thinking that, boy, I, I'm not going to listen to any of these radio shows this week. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I, I, I was starting to think about how uh, how bad it was going to get, you know, with the booing and uh, and all the other things that would have happened if they they'd have let the Redskins beat them. But and and then it was just going to be a, a bad start to the season, you know. This is a team with uh, so much promise, 
and uh, so much, you know, talk about them possibly being a, a, a Super Bowl contender and, and let all of the wind go out of the bag that early. That, that was going to be a major disappointment, but uh, it's a good thing it, it, didn't, it didn't turn out that way. Indeed. In fact, it, you know, I mean, it's, it's amazing how it went from where it was to where it ended up. I mean, being down 17 points, I don't care who you're playing. That's not easy to come back from. You know, you I mean, you would know better than me, obviously, if you haven't played the game. It, that's, a, that's it's, it's, you know, you could say it's only Washington, but at the same time, it's a professional football team, up 17 zip. Uh, that, that was quite an impressive, you know, turnaround for them to basically jam that preseason, all their prep, all those starters who didn't play, including Wentz. All into that one, uh, that one game, and, and to by the end come out on top. Well, you know the thing I think it shows is it shows how explosive you know they have an offense. They got an offense that, that can score, you know, and uh, that you have a multitude of weapons. You know, you not only have Deshaun, who really showed himself and showed how important he is, that you got a legitimate deep threat, and because of the way he played in this particular game, it's going to open things up. For the next four or five games, people are going to say, look, if we don't do anything, we are not letting him beat us. <laughs> so so what yeah. that's going to mean is all the other receivers are going to have all kind of room, not to mention you see how far they start playing off to Sean. You can throw short routes to him all day long because the guy's 10 yards off of him. Because he goes to the sideline and the coach says to the guy, look, <laughs> if you get beat deep one more time <laughs> – one of us is is going to get fired, okay? Yeah. And it's not going to be it's not going to be me, okay? Yeah. So, you know, guy gets that kind of threat. Believe me, he backs up off of Sean, I mean Deshaun, and he makes sure he doesn't get beat deep. Yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely going to be uh, be very hard to, to deal with all the weapons they have because they got a number of guys that are outstanding. At their position. Well, and to your point, for those just tuning in, it's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL with Gary G. Cobb joining us, former Eagle himself and longtime Philly sports broadcaster. And uh, Deshaun Jackson, not one, but two touchdown catches yesterday among his eight receptions, one for 51 yards, another for 53 yards. Only Jerry Rice has more touchdown catches of 50 yards or more, 36, and Jackson has 31. Big play, uh, big time, big playmaker for the team. So. Well, the thing he's done is, you know, Deshaun has maintained his speed all these years. You know, he, he, has, he has done something that's very rare, where normally you don't see a guy being able to, you know, maintain that type of speed uh, for this long, you know, because he's, he's getting up in the 30s and yeah. he still can run like the wind. And, uh, you know, he, he put it on display uh, yesterday and, you know, it, it really just lit the whole team afire and really turned the whole game around. How did Carson Wentz look to you? Uh, Carson looked great. Uh, see, uh, the thing Carson did was um, the, you got to give the Redskins credit in that they were prepared for the Eagles. Uh, they knew the talent they had, and, and they had some good matchups. Uh, what they did was they put Josh Norman, who was a big corner, they had him on Alshon Jeffrey. He was following Alshon Jeffrey all around. Uh, but what, what the Eagles were eventually able to do is to get the kind of matchup they wanted, yeah. which is to get Deshaun matched up on Josh Norman. See, Norman's big, but he can't deal with the kind of speedy receiver like Deshaun. So they got them matched up, 
and Deshaun lit him up like a <laughs> like a Christmas like a Christmas tree. <laughs> Gary G. Cobb's our guest. Was there an area that stood out most to you that they actually will need to work on? They don't get too you know full of themselves. I'm sure they won't, but they have the Atlanta Falcons next next up this coming Sunday at eight twenty. It's a Sunday night football game. Anything that stood out to you, offense or defense, that they need to perhaps make sure they don't uh, lose sight of? Well, I'll tell you what they got to do is they got to get a better pass rush. You know, and I, I, I'm concerned about the fact that, um, you know, they, they got rid of um, Michael Bennett. And for whatever reason, whatever they, why they got rid of Bennett, I really still don't know why. But I don't know if they have the pass rush you know, coming especially from the, the defensive end, uh, they they've got to get better. You know, I I did I saw the quarterback standing back there. It was like uh, <laughs> like he was out he was out you know waltzing on a, you know uh, having a little walk in the park. I mean, <laughs> little picnic. They, they were no, that's right, like <laughs> like he was having a picnic. You know, <laughs> but they they got to do better than that. And uh, if they don't, you know, you're asking for trouble because you know the, the defensive backs. Uh, we saw some issues there too, which, you know, getting beat deep. But I don't see. I always thought that Rasul Douglas, he's a good player. I always thought he probably would be a better safety than a corner. But, but who am I? You know. Well, and he got so he got he got he got he got uh, benched yesterday, right in the third quarter, I think it was. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I, I just think he's he could be a very good corner, a good, very good safety. But anyway. You got to get pressure on the quarterback, regardless, because if you're going to let him sit back there, there's going to be trouble. Because really, Sidney Jones was beat as well, but he just um, just missed the you know they threw the pass too far. Yeah, yeah. But he but he was wide open. Uh, that same guy was w- wide open for another touchdown, and Sidney Jones was out there, and he was chasing him. So they they got to do better. Gary G. Cobb, our guest. You mentioned the quarterback position. We talked about Carson Wentz. Hard to ignore uh, Nick Foles going down in the first quarter of his first regular season game with his new team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, You hear a lot of talk about durability and a quarterback being injury-prone, including Carson, and people worried about how he'll do and will he hold up and everything. But to some extent, and I ask you this because you played the game for a lot of seasons, isn't it a bit of a surprise that any quarterback actually gets through a whole season without missing a little time? I mean, they're getting crushed out there sometimes. and They can't necessarily even, I mean, how the, how fast they release the ball will have something to do with it. But if their pass protection breaks down and you're getting hit by these guys, I'm actually surprised that more of them don't get injured or, you know, at least every couple seasons have some games that they're out. I mean, I, I really agree with you because with what happened to, uh, to Nick yesterday, you got a guy, three hundred pounds, falling on you. you know? <laughs> it's enough said. Like if that happened hey, to any of us? Forget it. Hey, if it's something breaks, you know, you, you're not really that shocked. I mean, the guy's three hundred pounds, so it, it's a wonder more guys don't uh, don't get hurt. But the, the thing about it is, you know, these guys can land on you, and if they land on you on a certain spot, you know, and you know the uh, the bones. You know, a lot of times with heavy weight like that, the, the bones crack. So yeah, I, I feel bad about it with Nick. You know, because he's a uh, you know great guy and uh, just starting out his career over there. Uh, but well, it's um, 
it's just part of the game, unfortunately. I will say this, and, and it's a, you, you actually you're, you're checking in with us is a very timely thing, uh, partly because you know Nick is a believer who knows that God's and even mentioned it afterwards. He can trust you know the God's in charge of everything, despite the injury and the disappointment of missing out. Uh, you know whatever how much however much time he's going to miss, it's still yet to be seen. But uh, earlier in the hour, we had a guy named Lars Anderson on who just wrote a book called Chasing the Bear, How Bear Bryant and Nick Saban Made Alabama the greatest college football program of all time. At least they have 12 championships between the two of them. Each have won six. Uh, I don't know. Did, yeah. did, did, your, did your path ever cross Nick Saban's uh, over the years when you were playing or team you were No, on? but, you know, I, I never crossed Nick Saban, but I did, did battle with the Bear, though. Did you really? Oh, yeah. You know what? Oh, yeah. yeah. Tail end, I guess. We, you know, they beat us once. We played them twice when I was in college. They beat us once, and we beat them once. Okay. And, um, yeah, so uh, uh, we went down there. In fact, you know, they beat us in the Coliseum, and we went down there and beat them in their place uh, uh, down there in Birmingham. So, um, What's it like? in the, you know, we, I mean, you were at USC, right? So the, the, obviously two huge football uh, stadiums, and, and the, the energy level must be amazing in those places. As a player, oh, it, it must be it fun. Was, oh, it was, it was amazing. And, of course, you know, there's a, there's a story. Uh, at the time, I was playing for uh, uh, John Robinson because, uh, coach McKay, who was the the coach they recruited me to USC, he went to uh, Tampa Bay after my freshman year at USC. Okay. Um, but uh, there's a story about how uh, Bear Bryant integrated Alabama football. Really? Basically, basically what he did is he scheduled two games against USC. And, you know, USC had some great black players like, you know, Sam Cunningham, Randall Cunningham's brother. And uh, USC ran over Alabama during that time. This was uh, in the early, uh, the late 60s. And uh, beat them so bad with, with, and with all of these you know, great uh, black players. And that's what helped uh, pressure, you know, uh, well, you know, that's Bear Bryant. It was his, his, his plan because he wanted to integrate Alabama football. Hmm. And we started recruiting black players, and the way he did it was he he brought uh, you know a, a great USC team out there to Alabama and had them you know they they, they beat up on the Crimson Tide pretty good, and uh, a lot of the uh, the Alabama fans said, "Hey, we we need some of those guys." So, <laughs> that's very interesting. He, what a, what, yeah. That's a really cool story. Well, well, when we were talking with Lars Anderson, the author of this book, Chasing the Bear, earlier this hour, he mentioned at the tail end. How Nick Saban, you know, both Nick Saban and Bear Bryant have a ton of similarities. Their fathers both passed at 46. They both won their sixth championship at 66. And Bear Bryant passed away a month after he he was done. And so that's not lost on Nick Saban. Uh, but, the, but the point I wanted to ask you about and where I know you can speak to this is uh, Lars Anderson said of Nick Saban, you know, Alabama's current head coach, that he's not quite sure that Nick Saban knows what he's going to do with himself to remain fulfilled after he's done coaching. Um, I, I think that was his point that Bear Bryant was like, oh, I don't know what else I'm going to do. I'll probably just die the day after I, I'm done coaching. I won't have anything else to do. And so uh, Nick Saban, perhaps on that same wave, that, that, that concept of, you know, when this is your life and when you excel to the level of six national championships or in any sport, even to win one, you know, you've seen this with players and, you, and this is part of what you do is coaching people after that, that, whole world of football is gone. Now what? So uh, 
I just, you know, maybe speak to that for your, share a little bit about for how that came about for you, how you, you know, you're walking with the Lord, so you knew what you were going to go to, how you help other people process that, other players process it, and so that they can be really fulfilled beyond what they're doing at the moment. And even while they're doing it, to remember and to stay grounded, you know, as they play their sport. Well, I tell you, Tim, you know, um, you know, this, this whole topic really is, you know, it, it's a core type of thing, meaning it's it's one of the the uh, the fundamentals of of, uh, of Christianity, which is you know having that relationship with God and having uh, you know having a relationship with the Lord to the point to where you know this is the core of your life. You know this this is what you know gets me up in the morning and and why I'm inspired to go think, do things that maybe doesn't make a lot of sense to other people is because. I know the Lord, and He's the one. He's the reason I live, and and the reason that really I have um, that I have meaning in my life. And um, the, the the big thing is that football and and the other different um, you know uh, careers people have. You know, uh, that, that's great and everything, but it doesn't satisfy. It doesn't really fulfill you. It will never fulfill you. And really, to really know living, how to really live, you, you know, you got to know the Lord because he is life. He's, he's, he's the giver of life. You know, the Bible says that. And he said, my words are spirit and they are life. That there's life in God's word, real living. And uh, to be fulfilled and to, to know that you have a purpose, like if you really want to start talking about having a purpose in life, well, the Lord has got to be a part of that for you really to have a purpose in your life and so it, it, it takes some time you know for people to come to their systems and realize that they might have been tested all their lives realize that this is it there's no more going like uh, I, I, I left I saw some guy they were uh, elected to the Hall of Fame and after the event you know, something else? No, no, this is it. Wait, so the, your, else. your phone was breaking up a second, but you're saying you were talking to some players who had been elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and, and what? Yeah. And then what happened? And yeah, now you're clear again. Go ahead. Well, you know, they they wanted to know after you know after they had the ceremony and everything, they think that you know something was going to happen where let's say you know the the, the sky opens up or something. And, <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. You know, yeah. you're just still the same guy you were when you were uh, a little kid. You know, you got this little trophy, but it's not going to fulfill you. You know, even though you, you supposedly had, you know, made it to the ultimate of this sport, because that sport cannot satisfy you. It can't satisfy your heart hunger uh, to know God. It doesn't do it. And so... Uh, you know, it, it, there's a disappointment that people run into, and they they uh, they really realize that they invested all this time into something that's not going to really satisfy him. And, and the only thing that's going to satisfy you is to know uh, to know the Lord, to know your Lord Jesus Christ, and to have a relationship with Him, and Amen. and uh, and develop that relationship with Him. And that's really what living is about. And unfortunately, I, I've seen people invest and. In, and think that uh, there's some special, uh, you know, like I say, sky opening up at the end 
of some accomplishment, but it's not. You know, you 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 uh, you've got to put things in their their uh, their right place and put in the Lord first and developing a relationship with Him. That's where life begins. Amen. And, and that's what really will fulfill you. Uh, that will allow you to really have the kind of relationships with other people that you'd like to have, where you're able to love them because God will will uh, have His love and 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 uh, really just pour His love in you, so you're able to love other people, and that's when you're really able to be fulfilled and to really know God. Is you know to be is to develop a, a, a faith in Him and to know Him and to be able to go out and love other people and let Him love other people through you. That, that's really what life is about. Amen. Amen. Gary G. Cobb, kind enough to be our guest today. We have our final break to take, and then we'll uh, wrap up with Jim Max. And on the other side, you can find G online at gcobb.com, the letter G, C-O-B-B.com. Uh, we appreciate your time today, my friend, and, and the, the great testimony there and just pointing people in the right direction. So enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll catch up again. Hey, sounds good, Tim. Hey, and uh, go Eagles. <laughs> sounds good, too. You're allowed to do both. All, all right. right all right. Have a great day. Our final, all right. Our final break here. We'll come back with Jim Maxim. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. Jim Maxim joins us. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Tim. Thanks for asking. How about you, buddy? Wonderful. God's good. We're grateful. Uh, we just celebrated one year for the radio show, and so today's the first day of Lord willing year two. <laughs> so, well, how would you like to know what all the other employees at WFIL think about you? Yeah. Would you like to know that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe. <laughs> well, here's what they say behind your back. Okay. Jim, this is a genuine man of God. His heart for Christ is very obvious. Not only does he love God and his people, but he loves all the people to work with him, and he always honors us, and it's a joy to be around Tim DeMoss. Wow. That's what people say about you, my brother. Wow. Well, God that, God be the glory for that, for sure. Yeah, that's, Amen. That's... Amen. Well, it's just, good. it's just a good encouragement, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, yeah, and you know what encouragement I always say is free. Everyone can afford to do it. And it goes a long way, right? It goes a long way. Amen, brother. Yeah, we all need it. I like it. that. So, Amen. Well, and speaking of free, uh, there's a really cool event coming up a week from Thursday, the 19th, although registration for it concludes this Thursday, the 12th. So we want to make sure we got you on the air in time for people to know about it. Uh, the 10th Annual Fundraising Banquet to Benefit Hope Pregnancy Center, and the event itself is at Drexelbrook um, in Drexel Hill. So. Tell us a little bit about your relationship with Hope Pregnancy Center and, and what it's about and, and your passion for helping people know about it and, and why they would want to support it. Well, Tim, Pastor Herb Lusk, Greater Exodus Baptist Church, is my best friend. And Herb and I have been doing ministry together for 30-plus years now. And he started the Hope Crisis Pregnancy Center right on uh, 700 North Broad Street, right next to his church, 10 years ago. This is our 10th anniversary. And, Tim, just to give you an idea, his passion to help the uh, young ladies and the women in his community, to give them alternatives, because Planned Parenthood focuses on the inner cities so strongly that Herb was just bothered in his spirit. He wanted to give the, the young girls and the young, young ladies an opportunity 
to see their, their, the picture of their baby. And, uh, and just to give you an idea, last year in 2018, 111 babies were saved from being murdered in the womb simply because they saw the picture of that child. They met some women at the Hope Center who, were, who was loving them and uh, guiding them and sharing God's love with them in the midst of their crisis of being pregnant. And because of that, 111 women chose to have that baby come full term. And this year, so far, we've already exceeded that number in 2019. Wow. So uh, on, on this, the 19th, is a Hope Crisis Hope uh, Center banquet, and uh, Pastor Herb Lust is going to be there along with Alveda King right. as our featured speaker. And it's just a joy to see what God is doing in the inner city right there on Broad Street, seven blocks up from City Hall. Jim Maxson with Acts 413 Ministries on with us. The website for them, Acts 413, Acts413.net. You mentioned Dr. Alveda C. King, the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King, is the keynote speaker. That's a pretty big deal. It really is, Tim. And Alveda has such a strong voice for uh, the unborn. She's been standing up, and it's cost her a great deal. Uh, you know, Pastor Lusk receives death threats, believe it or not, because he put a uh, crisis of pregnancy center on Broad Street. And Alveda King also gets nasty letters because of her stance for the right to life, to stand up for the unborn. And she's taken it upon herself to be a voice for the unborn for the rest of her life. She has tremendous stories to tell, so uh, tell the listeners to come out and hear Dr. King share with us not only her own uh, family's stories, but the stories of her cause for the right to life. Uh, It's a free event, and bring a friend, and uh, we'll be glad to give them a wonderful meal and a tremendous facility and to hear the stories of what God is doing right there in Philadelphia. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, hanging out with us just for a few moments on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com, chatting about the upcoming 10th annual fundraising banquet for the Hope Pregnancy Center, which um, does a lot of great work, including sharing the gospel and providing free ultrasounds, which I think is a great thing. It simply allows a young woman to see her baby. You don't even have to say anything. Just the ability to see her child probably goes a very long way. You're right, Tim. When, when the girls are coming in, whether it's a young girl or a young woman, you know, they're, they're in a crisis situation. And for them to be, to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, so many of the girls give their lives to Christ for the first time. Yeah, we're thrilled, obviously thrilled, that the baby would be saved and come to full term. But, Tim, we are really thrilled that these young girls have a chance to hear just how much Jesus Christ loves them, in spite of Obviously, they made some bad choices, but don't we all make bad choices from time to time? And with the counselors we have at the Hope Center sharing God's love with them, so many of these young women get saved, give their lives to Christ, get involved in the church, and start to grow their family the right way. That's great. Good work. Well, thank you again, Jim, and uh, for taking time to talk about it. Absolutely. We look forward to seeing everybody and spend a great evening with them. Very good. More info online, hopepregnancycenters.org. It's hopepregnancycenters.org for that September 19th event. Speaking of which, pass the ball right back to Jim. Leads in prayer next in WFIL. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL. 
Flynn.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 